come up. Shut up! Ask. Just shut up! If you don't want to watch, then don't watch. Go watch the Raptors and the Knicks. Go do something else. But don't sit there for four flipping hours with your eyes glued to the game and say, Oh, this is so boring, but I can't stop watching. Oh, it's so boring. Just shut the hell up. Get to the point. I am Joe DeLeon here in the wonderful recording studio in Ranger Hall on the University of Rhode Island's Kingston campus, joined by, of course, Sean Anderson. There it is. I was waiting for him to, to say someone else's name. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake Fire, as always. Greatness, Tom Brady, six Super Bowls. All right. Get to the point, your go-to for... Stock market watch advice and exactly. Um, Let's the, get to it. The, the markets closed out. S and P was up 0.47, and then the Dow was up 0.68. So, I, I'm honestly there. There are actually some positives going right now with the, for the market. We had a really bad January, but it seems like going forward in February, you know, there's not going to be too much to worry about. No, I do. Uh, I do have my eye on uh, on Disney. I know it's a blue chip stock. But I think Disney is going to hit a real big boom here. Uh, obviously, the new Avengers movie is coming out. I think that's going to be really beneficial uh, towards investors. I'd say go Disney. They are up 84% or 0.84%, however you want to read that as. They are also in the process of creating their own streaming service. So I yeah, think that's, that their, that's big. That's their big. stock is just going to continue to rise. I think it's only 120, uh, 112.66 mm-hmm. uh, a share right now. If you've got 500, get five shares. What are we E Trade? What's going on right now? Joe, is there any is there any <laughs> are there any that are exciting you right now? I honestly Apple I think was was really down in December and January. And honestly, if you're gonna make any redirection and uh invest in something that was doing poorly, Apple is definitely gonna make that that run and going forward. I mean, one thing that you have to take into account though is like <laughs> AirPods have been easily one of the most popular things right now. They're booming. It, yeah. It it's booming. a it's a social media um, sensation. It's it's turned itself into a meme, and you know we're at this point where like I can't not invest in Apple, considering how many people are buying AirPods. Yeah, Knock off or not, people are still buying AirPods. I'm assuming the next uh, item that they'll drop, uh, the internet will take over and they'll they'll run with it. You know what? There is two sides to that story, though. I do think AirPod, AirPods look a little scummy. A little thank scummy. you, thank oh, you. Okay. Finally, someone says. I was just saying from an investor standpoint because you know that's what our our goal here is, but wait, 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 what is what are you guys doing right now? This what do you is mean? A, wh- where get to is the this? point stock flash? <laughs> I don't really know. Like it's just like where is all this stock information? Um, from? Oh, we are a sports show, so do you want? Uh, uh, yeah, but like we decided we want to talk some stocks in the beginning, but um, I mean, not much happened this weekend. I, so. You didn't have your notes, so you know we just kind of went with I it. I mean, a little heads his, up could have been. His computer nice. died. What do you, what do you I, want us to I, do? We I mean, didn't. There was enough hey, time, but we kind of forgot. Yeah, we were too busy setting up over here. We're going to talk about right, stocks. Right, over fine, here, over here spoon-feeding them. Fine, fine, fine. We're, we got sports we're going to talk about. Sean, what are the major headlines that you want to go over? Because I, I really there's not really much that, that happened in the past week. Yeah, uh, yeah well, not much. the Flames beat the Hurricanes 4-3. to three. Flames are now 34-14-5 uh, over the Flames, who are only 
25, 21, and 6. The Bruins beat the Caps. Yeah, Bruins beat the Caps. Keep going. (laughs) Caps continue the brutal (laughs) month of January and February. Uh, Hopefully they can pick it up here soon. Let's go Uh, to basketball. Canadians beat the Oilers 4-3. McDavid eclipses the 30 goals on the season. Sure, sure. The 30 goals. Yeah, the the 30 goal (laughs) mark. My apologies. Let's take it over to the National Basketball Association, In addition. No, uh, we don't don't talk basketball. Jockey Victor Espinosa is eyeing the comeback in mid-February. The Triple Crown winning jockey has been cleared to resume racing. Honestly, if, if if you're into horse betting, like pay attention to that. Whoever he's racing with. Honestly, I'm putting their money. Another on uh, n- another fun fact, sport uh, information topic is that the uh, <laughs> the Celtics beat the I forget who they played, but the Celtics won as well. I mean, this they is just, oh, that thunder. was the headline was you wanted to go with uh, out of Boston sports. Well, well I mean, it, it, it wait, segues a, to another thing. There is so also Celtics beat the Thunder. There's also you know football related. I, I want to go over it. Obviously, the AAF is starting this weekend. That's so right. We finally, get more football Saturday and some real quality football. Some big games. I'm honestly curious to see some of these players, like Christian Hackenberg. Oh yeah, he's, he's playing for the Express. I'll break down some come of the on. biggest yeah, names. Give, give me and some and of the big team. names. The you Atlanta, don't need to give me the coaches. On. Just give me the names. Well, well, the Atlanta Legends. You will like this. Brad Childress, former Vikings coach, is coaching. He has quarterback Aaron Murray, Matt Sims, and I'd Stephen Hill. That. Good coach. The Birmingham Iron. You ready for this? Players of note: Blake Sims, court, quarterback Scott Tolzien. It's Phil Sims's son, and also Chris Sims's brother. Running yep. back Trent Richardson. Hmm. Oh. I didn't know T. Rich was, was in is, the AAF. There was no comeback Kicker there. Nick mm. Novak is going to be Nick, on the— Nick Novak he's good. is a beast. He will be on the Birmingham Iron. And on the Memphis Express, Joe, do you know who's coaching that? Uh, Mr. Drop-His-Pants himself, Mike Singletary. <laughs> His quarterback will probably be Christian Hackenberg or Zach Mettenberger. Zach Stacy's making his return yep. to football, playing for the Memphis Express. That dude is so slow. The Orlando Apollos, uh, coached by, get this, Steve Spurrier, right? The Spring Chicken, Spring uh, Steve Spurrier. Oh, I almost had it. Almost, I almost it. had it. Almost had it. Those darn alliterations. Fire. Do you know? Do you have any football headlines for us? And hello, everybody. Welcome <laughs> to Super Bowl Fifty Three, where the Rams are taking on the New England Patriots in the Big Dance. How long did it take you to catch on to what we were doing? It took me a good minute. <laughs> I was, and I was like, okay, they're just dancing like, around the topic. Did, yeah. <laughs> but but that you you guys What's doing that. What's going on? <laughs> that was a low blow. That's, <laughs> doing that, you guys made me realize that Boston had a 3-0 sweep on Sunday. Red so- I mean not Jeez. Red Sox. They you know, they could be a contender, but we're not going to talk about baseball again. But uh, <laughs> Celtics, Bruins, Patriots all got dubs. So, you know what? Good day, Boston. So, a good day. Someone called in a Gresh when I was there on Monday, and they were they were asking if it's the first time a, t- a, a city has had multiple national television games. And I'm not sure if they were all on national television, but it, it's still pretty immaculate that they went 3-0 and on the day. So Super Bowl 53 with the wonderful – Preface by Jake Fire as he's writhing in pain. Are you good over Do there? Do you want to explain that for us? Yeah, my, you just uh, randomly were grabbing your left. Leg. My left hamstring just tightened up on me like a son of a gun. Hydration <laughs> is key. You got that big water bottle there. You know, Dasani, pure crisp, pure crisp taste. Pure I crisp, thought you man. were doing the. I thought you were doing the Tostitos queso. What happened to uh, that? No. Dasani, cuz <laughs> crisp, crisp, enunciation. Gosh. An annunciation, <laughs> but Super Bowl. If anyone's looking to do a distraction-free show, I mean, you could hit up 
Joe or I either. I don't know if yeah. we can do this together. <laughs> <laughs> and hello, everybody. Welcome to Super Bowl 54, okay, where right. the Patriots are back for the fourth consecutive Super Bowl, taking on the, who are they playing? Detroit Tigers. <laughs> Ugh. Come on. <laughs> who, would, who would listen to this? The Bulls. No, okay. Okay, in all seriousness, seven though, minutes of Patriots won their sixth. Yeah, it was a wonderful seven minutes. They won their sixth <laughs> Super Bowl, ninth appearance, 13-3. to three. And I'm coming out right now, and I want to say this, and I want this to be our first talking point. LeBron can go screw. That game Whoa. was not boring. That ga- What's Whoa. wrong with that? That game was not boring. That was a good game. If you love football and you like a good defensive matchup, you don't need all the offensive antics. That was a good game. Agree you, to disagree? You know, you know I, I'm a Pats fan. and Are you? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, You're wearing a brown sweatshirt, so we can't tell. I can, <laughs> let, me just, let me just speak my mind. Go ahead, Jake. We're, we're not cutting we you off. We can't jump on So, like um... Now I forget what I was going to say. Now I forget what I was going to say. Because you guys... Uh, I'm a Pats fan, uh, so... Never mind. There we go. If you you didn't have any stake in the game, you weren't rooting for a team, you weren't betting, honestly, boring game to watch if you had no stake in the game. That's just a matter of the fact. It was pretty slow. It was frustrating offensively from my perspective, but... Because I just think we were so much better than what we showed on offense. Yeah, I was actually somewhat enamored by the game because I liked seeing what... New England was going to bring out on defense, defense, good goodness, every uh, drive because they would always put seven in the box. To <laughs> they would always put seven in the box to stop that running game from St. Louis and also I think to St. Los Louis? Angeles. Come on, dude. All right, all right. We got to stop jumping on each other's I, backs. I, that was a correction. Is. Keep going. He does it every time to me. <laughs> right. right. All right. Wait, where am I? Oh, yeah, yeah. Seven in the box. Los Angeles, seven in the box, yeah. And they just were able to consistently pressure golf and not let Los Angeles get in those vertical running lanes. They made them spread it out wide, which I said was going to be their key to the game. Double-edged sword there because New England also kept a free hitter middle linebacker, normally uh, Hightower, who would be keying on the running back in the run game or a tight end uh, in the pass game to take away that edge and only hold them to four yards if they wanted to go to the edge. So it was really cool to watch New England operate on defense that entire game. I'll tell you, Jared Goff looked terrible. Mm. They had his number. Deer in the headlights. It was like a little kid out there. He had no idea what was going on. Belichick just strapped up the diaper on him and said, thanks for number six. So we're going to go right into our takeaways and the big things that really stood out to us. Obviously, there are so many thoughts that are swirling around this game for all of us. Sean, what was your takeaway? And you already started talking about the the things that really impressed you and stood out to you, but what was your takeaway from this game? My takeaway is that Los Angeles did need another option because without Cooper Cup, they were left with little. They they need a tight end in the offseason or they need a star receiver. And it's hard to, to say after they have such a dynamic offense, but if you have a defense that's going to strap them down like that and keep four DBs on the four wideouts in some in some way and just put seven in the box against the run game, then you have to have somebody that can be a legitimate threat so you only put six in the box. Or you have to somebody have somebody keying or play more zone. I think they, they need a zone breaker type of wide receiver or tight end to help better that offense. I think the most astronomical thing from the game was that Sean McVay didn't really alter his game plan or straight away from it, from the same thing that he had all season. It was all runs up the middle or, you know, maybe a little bit outside zone, that kind of stuff, and then 
building and setting up the play action off of it. But the problem was is that the run game was not working. New England knew that, and they knew they weren't going to change their game plan. And then as soon as the play action game was not working for Jared Goff, he was not going to be able to throw the ball comfortably. What was your takeaway, Jake? I mean, if there's a game that you got to step up and play your best football, it's the Super Bowl, and the Pats' defense was incredible. It was incredible the whole game. I mean, honestly, the Rams shouldn't have scored any points, and I thought that at the start of the second half, the Rams were going to come out and look like the offensive team that they're capable of being, and the first throw Goff had was right in the hands of Hightower. Should have been intercepted. Remember that? Right. And just they, they surprised me in a very positive way, so... Good job, Pat's defense. Now, I feel like one point that hasn't really been talked about enough is the fact that this Rams defense, for the first two and a half, three quarters, really dominated the New England Patriots, and then until they finally decided to completely change up what their approach was, that was when they were able to get some points on the board and then finally close out the game. So did you do you guys agree with me there that the, the Rams defense was, was really stellar? I mean... They were good. I mean, but the Pats' offense, like, they were moving the ball well, and then they, their drives would just stall out in, like, the 45-yard line out of field goal range. And, you know, I mean, they're a, the Rams' defense isn't really bend or is more bend rather. Sorry, let me rephrase that. They are in the, in the stance of bend, don't break. They don't want to give up any touchdowns, but it's okay if they give up some yardage and then they give up a punt or a field goal. I agree, but the Patriots were just dominating field position. They were. The Rams couldn't move the ball, and that made the life easier for the Patriots on defense. It could give some ground, and Ryan, the punters were incredible in the game. And I'm so glad you brought up <laughs> the punters. I mean, Ryan Allen was the coffin corner specialist of the game. Are we just not going to talk about that Hecker hit a 70-yard a, a punt in the Super Bowl? Super Bowl record, 65 a, yards. A, in a tight punt situation. It was one situation. yard farther than Ryan Allen's. In record. net yardage, but his overall the with the roll and all that, that was it was a seven yard punt. Yeah, it was a good punt. All right, a great Joe. ball. I'm sorry, I love special teams, Sean. What, what do true. you what do you that think about true. the Rams defense? I think if you hold a New England offense to only 13 points in a game, you had a very very good day on defense. I think it's as simple as that. They they were able to not get gutted in the run game, like New England had done to a lot of other defenses. Uh, I, obviously, that last drive, they. What was the rushing yard totals of for the game for the Patriots? I, I'm just saying, alluding to. I wish I had that pulled up, but oh, go well, ahead. Jake's our spotter, no, but his laptop's dead. Yep. Okay, but to not get <laughs> gutted until like the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, where they start piling on a little more yards, that defense is tired. It, it's really impressive. I mean, 13 points is 13 points, no, no matter how you cut it. So after the game, head coach of the Rams, Sean McVay, decided to make a point that he was out coached you know congratulations to the Patriots uh, they did a great job you know coach Belichick did an outstanding job you know there's really no other way to put it you know I'm, I'm pretty numb right now but you know definitely I got out coached and I didn't do nearly good enough for a football team do you agree with him in in this in the stance that he is saying that he was out coached by Bill Belichick I think he was out coached I think that if you give Bill Belichick enough time in between any games whenever versus anybody he's going to go out and out coach anybody and it's freaky the way that he was able to dismantle that offense and that whole team. Very surprising. Very surprising. McVeigh looked like a deer in the headlights as well. I mean that that Rams team was rattled to the core. Absolutely rattled. 
it didn't really seem like they had much direction. And you say they were they were rattled more so on offense. Wade Phillips, I honestly don't think that that he was out coached because Wade Phillips coached a pretty spectacular game up until that fourth quarter in those final drives. I agree. I agree. Wade Phillips did his job as a defensive coordinator, and you know what, Brian Flores too. But it, more credit to Bill or Brian. I don't know which way we want to go with that, but. It was a great, great defensive game. So if you're a defensive fan, this was your game to watch. All-time great tight end for the Patriots, Rob Gronkowski. There's been so much speculation regarding what's going to happen to him after this season. So they've won a Super Bowl. They tried to ask him. He wouldn't give an answer because all he's focused on is enjoying the moment with his teammates. But what can we expect? Do we think he's coming back? Jake, go ahead. Honestly... I think he's done. I think he's done. I mean, he's been he's been taking a lot of hard hits to his body. He even said it in an interview. He said he's taking hits to his head, and he said that's not what the brain wants, and his people go low on him. <laughs> he acts like he uses his brain often if he said that. Hey, he's an author, man. <laughs> what do you, I you mean, think he wrote that book? He wrote a book. <laughs> right, well, he's taken— Is there a coloring section? He's taken hard collisions from elite athletes in the world, and— Takes a toll on your body. Takes a toll on your body. I think he's just a good way to end your career with a Super Bowl win. Sean, what do you think? I think. Stick with me here. I think he's going to play as long as Tom plays. Really? Yeah. Honestly, that is I didn't. That is an unbelievable. Wow. That actually might be it. That might happen. That might happen. I I don't. I think he's going to ride it out with his boy. He doesn't want to play with any other quarterback. That's a if, known if fact. If Tom plays one more season, I can see that happening. But anything right, over Tom's one got, more Tom year. Tom is forty two, forty one years old. Tom's got at least. How old's Gronk? Thirty? Thirty-two? Yeah, okay, no, but no. The, there's a way, way younger. Yeah, he no, oh, he's oh. like hovering at thirty. Mm, yeah, he's hovering there. Somebody, yeah, yeah, can yeah. you check that? Look it up. But Gronk, though, I don't know the way that I look at it. He he is just not the same threat in the receiving game. They were able to use him this game, but during the regular season, he was really not the same threat. How old is he? Twenty-nine years old. So yeah. he's twenty-nine. But yeah, you're he, out of your mind. You if can you think this tell is though season. that these injuries are weighing on him. He still is a great blocker. And he's always been a great blocker in the run game, but his pass threat ability has is just lacked. He's not as quick. He's just a slightly more athletic version of Dwayne Allen right now. He won the game versus uh, Kansas City with that jump ball versus Eric Berry. I said and besides the past the past two games, the last you, two games he, he was yeah. he was that he shows had, you that he's the second best tight end of all time. He had his two best games the last two games though, but during the regular season, you can agree he was struggling. It shows very often when he when he needs to show up, he'll show up. I think he's going to WWE. I I can just oh I can goodness. see it. What? It, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. He's gonna be doing WWE. Joe DeLeon with the hot takes on the hot hot Tuesdays. Uh, Give me a break. In this no, hot he, room, he's gonna <laughs> full of sweaty men. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. Already, then. <laughs> uh, should that be our tagline? No. A room full of sweaty. Jake's <laughs> over here cramping. It's just. <laughs> I I think Gronk is gonna play as long as Tom plays. I think that's a reasonable. Okay, but assumption. how long do you think Tom's gonna play? I don't know. At least who knows? At least two. At least two more. What if that becomes like five or six more years? Then you get Tom's five or six lunatic. more of Gronk. All right. I, I mean, who wouldn't like with, to with see the, that? With this old line, I'd, I'd stay. I'd keep playing too. Dante well, that, That's the Beast. good thing about the Patriots O line is that, and I was talking to Young. Sean about this earlier, is that even if they don't have the same group of guys, they can still have a well coached unit that yep. is going to come out and play well every given Sunday. And they might not finish top ten if they've got some really weaker guys, but they'll still be well coached. They'll be able to do the right things. And 
to be honest, if we're talking about how the Patriots are set up for the next couple of years, I think they're set up very well for a veteran quarterback. I mean, he's got pieces that he's comfortable with. Sony Michelle got some great experiences here, and he's only going to get better after a season like this, and he had a good season this year. And he's just... He can he can play a couple more years and be and be healthy. I think yeah, this team is very very young. You have to take into account, and I completely forgot about the guy. But they drafted an offensive tackle, Isaiah Wynn from yep. Georgia, towards Achilles. And he didn't play it down, and he's supposed to be very very good. This team is only going to go up realistically as long as Tom Brady doesn't start to decline. You got any any anything to add to that, Sean? Nope. <laughs> now, just a slight Wait, transition and a little bit of addition to that, though, is at the tight end position, if Gronk does not come back, if Gronk chooses not to come back and he decides to retire, what is their best bet and what is the future of the tight end position for the Patriots? I think you sign either of the Indianapolis tight ends. You either sign... Or both, trade again. Are they both free agents? No, no, no. But Jack said, Doyle uh, and Eric Ebron are the names. I was for thinking Eric Ebron or Mo Ali Cox. I'm always going to throw. My, <laughs> I'm always going to throw Mo uh, Ali in, in the in the in the ring. I mean, that's my boy. But I, I think they they could make they make use of any tight end they get. They made use of Dwayne Allen. They made use of uh, Bennett when he was there. Yeah, I yeah, uh, tight ends. I don't think they have to worry about. They're I'm going to get, I'm gonna get a huge sigh from you with this comment, but. I swear to God. What do you have? Wait, what are you picking up there? What do you got? I'm pulling up the the 2019 the 2019 free agent tight ends. Oh, thanks. Okay, Jay. what do you have? A, a good, an actually pretty good one oh, at the top. Uh, yeah, I'd go ahead and say it. I know you're Tyler Eifert. Oh, I was gonna say Jared Reed's also at the top too. Jared Reed or Jared, Jared Cook? Reed? Jared, Jared Cook. Jared Cook. God, my God, that was so bad. The, Keep going. I'll read the I'll read the top <laughs> the top six. Okay. Tyler Eifert, Jared Cook. Antonio Gates, Luke Wilson, Mercedes Lewis, Demetrius Harris. Those are all. Oh, now those Mercedes are all, Lewis. Those are all pretty good options, uh, except a few here and there. Gates and Lewis, gosh. Yeah, mm, I yeah, don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, they're old, but but honestly, old isn't the word. If they, if they take one more hit, they're going to turn into dust. Yes, basically. Where, where I'm looking though, and I'm, again, I'm, I, was gonna, I was trying to say this dust. though, I'm going to get a sigh from Sean. But this year's NFL draft class has a lot of good tight ends. I think a Noah Fant from Iowa or also TJ Hawkinson from Iowa are great plug-and-play guys that are going to be ready to play day one and that might not have the same level of production as Gronk but could be a threat in the receiving game. Hawkinson's a much better blocker but still both very good guys. There's also some pretty decent depth in the later rounds if they decide to go there. What about um, coming out of college this year, uh, Tyler Burke? Good one. He... Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. But, he's, too, uh, he's too short. As much as I'd, I'd love to support Burke, he's only six three. That's kind of under the threshold for height for tight ends in the NFL. And I'm, uh, I'm dying to get to these next two topics. So too. both of them. This is a little bit off topic, but I think it's worth discussing because social media was griping over it. What are our thoughts on the halftime show, Jake? In in what regards? Overall opinion? Uh, just what stuck out? Uh, yeah, just overall opinion. Like, did you like it or did you not like it? What what it made you like it, it or not good. like there, it? There were some popular popular tunes that were played, and when they brought out vintage SpongeBob, that was that was pretty cool. That I'm kind of cool pissed because they they like teased us all and we're all like, oh my god, SpongeBob! 
They're gonna do it. Not, not that much. They're, no, but no, but every I, me and Sean were we were geeking. We were like, oh my god, they're gonna do it. They're gonna do uh, Sweet Victory, and then it was just a preface to um, Travis Scott. To, to Travis Scott, and like honestly, that that's honestly the biggest letdown you could possibly <laughs> get. What are your thoughts on the halftime show, Sean? Uh, I love Big Boy. I love seeing him get representation. Who? I'm gonna freaking eviscerate you. No, who if is you that? Keep on. Big Boy is one of the two members of Outcast. What's Outcast? I actually didn't know who Big Boy he was. was either. Thank um, you. <laughs> part of the Dungeon family. I guess um, he's from Atlanta. He's part of the Goody Mob. All yes. this stuff. He's a fantastic rapper. And Why he was he was one of the twenty one savage. He was one of the first uh, rappers to like introduce southern rap. Like he was one of the first Atlanta rappers. Part of the ATLians. It was really awesome to give him the opportunity to, you know, be there in that stadium for the Super Bowl, representing his his home state, where he's from. It was awesome. I was really happy to see him. How do you feel about twenty one? I couldn't care less. Me neither. I don't care. He's either. fake, but I I really don't care either. I'm I never really was that much of a fan of twenty one savage. That's the furthest off topic we're going to get. The last thing we're going to talk about in Super Bowl conversation, and this has been a heated argument in the WRIU group chat, is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer, now especially after he is the Super Bowl MVP with 10 catches and 141 receiving yards. Jake, what do you have? I'll tell you what, I wasn't so sure before the game, but after the game, I think he's got a real shot. He's got a pretty good case to get there. He does. I mean, Sean, you're shaking your head. Why Sean, he's not a top 16 receiver in this league. You don't think so? No. I can name 15 receivers better than him. Go. He's name made this list before. Guys. He's made this list before. this list before. You ready? Yep. All right. Julio Jones, OBJ, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, who else do I have? Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, yes. Adam Thielen, <coughs> Stephon Diggs. Uh, Jarvis Landry. I think I had Landry up there, so that's nine. AJ Green ten, um, Michael Thomas eleven, that's Keenan Allen twelve. Um, He's right there. He's right there though. Edelman who is else is up there? Alshon Jeffrey thirteen. Okay, come on. That's what Alshon Jeffrey doesn't deserve it. T Y Hilton fourteen. I think Edelman's better than Hilton. Oh my goodness, you are out of your mind. You think Tyreek Hill fifteen? Tyreek Hill also, dude. He's not top fifteen. That's fifteen dudes. I could. Edelman doesn't get shut down. Tyreek Hill got shut down. Wait, but that the only reason that's fifteen receivers. The only than reason off the top of my head. The main reason I why Edelman had such a big game was that a lot of those was, are toss ups. Was because the Rams toss ups. Wait, what? He said all those are toss ups. No, I said not all of them. I think some of them can be argued. Obviously, like the top ten are better than Edelman. The way that I look at it, and I agree with Sean's argument as Amari far as Cooper. where he stands in the league right now. But my look at the argument is that his postseason stats are amazing. They're great. He is right behind Jerry Rice at the same age as him. They were on the same pace. All-time reception, number two. But but if you look at his regular season stats, they, they just do not add up. He has had multiple seasons under 1,000 yards. And I can't take a guy unless he's consistently over that 1,000-yard mark, over that... 70 to 80 reception yard mark on a consistent basis in most of his years. All right, how many how many career yards do you need to ha- does a does a wide receiver need to have to get into the I don't think it's game? even really a matter of at career 10, yardage. Yeah, at, at least, least 10,000, 10, but the matter here is a matter of consistency. He's been a great weapon when he's for not the out. Patriots when he's not out or using performance enhancing drugs, which we learned all about last night, Jake, didn't we? 
We did. However, yeah, how awful was that? I heard it was terrible. It was but just long. However, his lack of consistency and ability to produce big numbers, you can't even find one, and I see you pulled up his numbers, you can't even find one season in which he had a breakout year. They're all like, ah, that's that's decent. That's probably top 25 in the league statistically, but like, am I really that crazy over it? Like, uh, well, w- name the top one if you have it. 2016, 98 catches, 1,100 yards, three touchdowns. Like, that's a good year, but... Eh. All right, his career stats... I think Julio had like 499 receptions, yeah. 5,390 yards. Yeah, he's halfway there. 30 touchdowns. He's halfway and there. He's, he's maybe. There. He's, he's almost there. 30. You have to take into account he's almost 30. And on this pace, he's averaging about 900 a season, probably he'll less probably than get that. To, he'll probably get to like 8,000 before he's done. I mean, Is he the, better than Welker? Sorry to jump on you, Joe. No, but is ahead. he better than Welker? That is a tough one. I would put Wes Welker, Welker in the Hall of Fame before I put Edelman. I think because, he set that standard. Because Welker created, not created, but he set the standard for the slot receiver position for the short guys that couldn't go out wide and that catch those underneath routes and get that yards after catch. Wait until Edelman is retired, and then you can compare the two. Because I'm not Welker definitely put, has played for a much longer period of time than than uh, Edelman. But Welker was like in and out of the hospital with with yeah. Edelman's right. like in and out of the league with his PEDs. That happened one time, dude. Okay, one time. Right, well. Let's try to get back that ACL tear. Come on, give the, cut the guys some slack. So Welker is just under the threshold that Sean announced. He had nine thousand nine hundred and twenty-four yards, eight hundred. I think that's eight or nine. No, nine hundred and three. I don't have my glasses on, folks. Somebody buy Joe DeLeon a pair of glasses. Uh, yeah, that's another thing you can sponsor. Sponsor the webcam. Sponsor Joe DeLeon's glasses. Nine hundred and three receptions, and then he had fifty touchdowns. So his his numbers are not on par with some of the the best receivers of all time. But he was the first real slot receiver, and that's why I would pick Welker over Edelman. If you sponsor Joe DeLeon's glasses, we'll do it Ricky Bobby style with the logo right on the front. Of the <laughs> of the glass, like, like are you the, saying the, on the lens? Yeah, on the lens, <laughs> like like the Fig Newton logo on the car. <laughs> I mean, there's been <laughs> there's been plenty of uh, Hall of Fame slot receivers, but I think it's the first like real who? scrappy, yeah, real scrappy slot receiver, the first real seen. threat and weapon that was featured in an offense. I think was Wes Welker. That's fair. I just can't think of any other Hall of Fame. Slot wide receivers off the top of my dome right now. So now we're going to talk about what is to come because we're in limbo. We're in football limbo. There is no more NFL games until August. So there's a lot that we can still cover. We're wow, going to be that talking. Sucks. That sucks so bad. I know. But there's a lot of things that we can still cover and that we're going to be breaking down. <laughs> and we just want to give a little bit of a preview coming forward what the offseason is going to be like for us. So We're going to take a little bit of time. We're going to break down some of the best position groups in the NFL, similar to what we did during the summer where we previewed. So we're going to go back and look at some of those notes that we had, some of the guys that we picked, see how similar it is. Jake didn't have any of those guys because he wasn't with us at the time. But he's he's still going to have um, his recap and his guys that stood out to him. In addition to that, we're also going to be covering any offseason moves, any trades, free agency, we're going to preview and recap free agency. Now, will the breaking down offseason moves 
would that be could it be interweaved in between episodes? Yes, that's so, like so it, that was it could my be intent. A consistent so like how we did over the summer where we would open up with the news. with news and main stuff. We talked about that for probably two thirds of the show. The final third of the show was talking about our positional analysis. Like with the the Peters episode when Marcus yes. Peters was you gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. And we're going to attack those major headlines because, let's be real, there's going to be something stupid that happens in the offseason. It's bound to happen. We're going to cover the combine like we did. We're going to cover the NFL draft in full depth and extent and give you the fullest insight possible on on targets and guys that your your team should be looking for if they want to take that next step. And then the final thing is the AAF. If that starts to catch our attention, we'll talk about that here and there. If there's something that's noteworthy, do you want to? And do we just kind of want to do this open forum style between all three of us? What do you mean? Are there any instances where we would want to talk other sports? Um, that's so that was what the and I figured it was worth us discussing. And I, as much as I don't mind talking about other sports, and it's important for because we're using this as a portfolio base. We're trying to prove that we can talk on radio. Right. And as much as I want to be able to prove that, I think that our bread and butter as three football players is to talk and, and break down football. It's our forte. I understand yeah. that. But, I mean, if you were to go into a market, you would have to – if you were to be in a local market, uh, say Boston, you would have to be able to cover the Bruins, the Celtics, the Red Sox, and the Patriots. Correct? I didn't do all of those. Yeah, I know. But, obviously, you want to be able to – Desirably do that for almost every team in every sport. My, I look. I completely so I, agree. Which is so hard. I do. just. I think in in this setting and what we've already created and what we've done, we've talked so much football. I just. I worry that it would be too inconsistent. That we didn't talk about any basketball or any hockey or any baseball. We didn't even talk about the World Series well, for football, crying out loud. Football's king. Yeah, football's we've king. That. We've been saying that. So that's why I'm saying like we talked about a little bit of baseball because I made sure to talk about it. Okay. Well, that was during when you we were, were in Brocktober, baby. That was I when can't you were. You pulled that. Yeah, that was <laughs> what when a you were on pointless. But I, will still I don't know the, the the way that I'm I'm looking at it is that because we didn't trigger and hint at some of the other sports during the football season, it would just wouldn't make a lot of sense to be talking about it all of a sudden now. So I mean, realistically, if if there's some major headlines we want to discuss, we'll, we will gladly poke at them. But um, I'm all for sticking with football. Pretty consistent football talk, is it? Jake, any, any thoughts? You know, I, I'm pretty flexible. I can do. I feel like I'm pretty pretty well rounded. The jack of all trades. I mean, I think sports. we're all pretty well rounded. Jake of all trades. So. Jake of all trades. I mean, I can talk about <laughs> any any team. You know, any sport. I can I can pull up a quick stat for you. I think I can. Calgary Calgary Flames, formerly. Nope, never mind. They were always. <laughs> I, thought, I was about to say the Winnipeg Jets used to be the Atlanta Thrashers, the t- Toronto Argonauts. That's a team in the CFL. Yeah. Um, my dad's one of my dad's workers used to play for them. Played safety. He went went to school. Really? At, um, what's that school in New York? Oh, Columbia, Columbia. Interesting. I like how you casually forgot an Ivy League school in New York. I mean, it's, like, oh, it's what's not that one of the. School? It's not one of the main ones. No, I know. I'm just. I'm just giving you a hard time. I'd say it's Harvard, Yale, Princeton are the big three. I think you want to say Dartmouth, four? Dartmouth is definitely not four. Okay, what do you have for? Are we going to debate Ivy yes, League teams? Yes, we, huh? we got a little. I mean, I just want to hear, <laughs> why isn't Dartmouth four? What's four? Brown? Cornell? Definitely Cornell. Or Harvard's Rome. definitely one at least. Yeah, right, it's probably it's probably Harvard, Princeton, Yale. I think Cornell has to go up there. Why? 
Does Dartmouth is not not? I don't think Dartmouth is, is Dartmouth good. is my four. Mm. What do you? What's 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 the rest? Five, what six, else, seven. Uh, what else are we missing? We've wait, we've Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Brown, Cornell, Dartmouth, Columbia, Columbia. Columbia is I think is probably one of the worst, even <laughs> though it's in New York Jeez. City. <laughs> now nah, I'm coming at it hard, as if what? I could get in there, but. <laughs> You want to keep vamping? I'll find out. The seven. Are we actually going to do this? And then I'm, Stanford I'm, Ivy League of the West, and Notre Dame the Ivy League of the Midwest. Is it that good of a oh, school? Oh, you ready? Oh yeah, it's it's like top ten. You guys are going to be real mad here that you forgot about this one. U Penn. Mm. Yeah, actually, I know U Penn's long snapper. Funny it's, story. It's forgettable. They're yeah. a forgettable school. Yeah, Quakers. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm looking at this list. They do Hard. often win the the Ivy League. So it's a, that's the interesting part. Yeah, I'm looking at the list: Harvard, Yale, Princeton. I'm putting Dartmouth four. Uh, Why though? What do they Cornell, do that's so remarkable that you're like, oh Columbia, my god? UPenn, then Brown. You put Brown. Last? They have Callie Brownson. Who? Coach Callie. Oh. All right. Well, yeah, that's my four seed. Easy. That's going to be. They it. also have robotic football dummies. Oh. Oh, oh! You're talking about the the the, the coach that coached yeah, in high coach, school. It's one yeah. of the first female assistant coaches at the NCAA level. Yeah. yeah. All right, that coach. That is going to be it for us that here G. at Get to the Point. Follow us on Twitter at GTTP Podcast. Check us out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, anywhere you can find a podcast. Follow us, subscribe to us, like our podcasts, retweet them, send them to your friends and family as holiday gifts. Harass them, bombard them yes. with the with the links. Yes. I want them to be sick of it. I want to see on Twitter, <laughs> hey, what is Get to the Point podcast? Stop sending me this link. I want it is to this be like spam. a viral thread. Not viral in a good way, but a bad way. I want a, I want a subpoena in court for, <laughs> for harassment. <laughs> Max <laughs> Kellerman. <laughs> what? Just, what? I feel like he's just. Are you pulling a Miles Gardia he's here? He's pulling a Gardia. All right, Joe, how's keep it? Let's he's just like neg- negative, negative thoughts. Oh, thank you for getting that out. <laughs> All right, last thing I had: follow Anchor Sports Network at ASN. That is good for us and the game. <laughs>